This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. Thanks for tuning in. So this is the 7th episode of uh, our Practicing XP podcast. And today we're going to talk about the economics of software development, right? And the first concept that we need to understand while talking about uh, economics is the time value of money. Yeah. So the core core idea there is that a dollar today is more valuable than a dollar tomorrow. And in the Indian context, it still means the same thing, and sometimes more because of conversion rate. But a rupee today <laughs> is more valuable than a rupee tomorrow, and and this idea applies in both directions right so it applies while spending as well as it applies uh, while earning so if you've if you've uh, spent a dollar tomorrow if you if you're able to delay delay your spending then that that is more valuable and if you are able to uh, pull up or prepone your your earning then then you get more uh, then then it's economically more saner yeah so you got to earn money faster uh, or sooner uh, and spend money later um and so that sounds a little counterintuitive uh, but in software context uh, we uh, we do this day in and day out uh, in xp teams uh, so how do you earn money sooner using software how do you do that you do that by uh, releasing your software uh, to to your users sooner and uh, so that's that's a core idea so if you can create uh, a version of your software that can add value to users life and users would be willing to pay for it then then do that at the end of the 3 months itself don't wait for uh, your entire project to get over at the end of a year and uh, and and there's a and and it doesn't matter really whether whether you are earning money or not what matters is whether users are are getting value out of your software so you can uh, sort of change the change the statement that akshay started with that uh, the idea is to earn money sooner with a statement that says the idea is to add value sooner in the life of users or in the life of your stakeholders so so if i can uh, let's say let's say i'm a cashier at a bank and you know you're writing uh, software for the bank then uh, then if you can get get software to me sooner that helps me do my job better or or easier then then that's that's adding more value sooner yeah um, so so release uh, release faster right and especially the first release uh, and there's a very famous quote by Uh, Reed Hoffman, who's the founder of LinkedIn, uh, that if you're not embarrassed of your product, then you've probably launched too late. Uh, so the first version of the product will not be perfect, and we'll talk about perfection a little bit more afterwards. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, it needs to go out and it needs to start earning you money sooner, um, and then you can refine it as you go. Uh, and the way to do it is to understand. um uh, is to do the simplest thing that could work uh so if you're building software like uh, chirak said for uh, for a bank uh and the the simplest way to start earning money is to solve 
the problems for the cashier, then you should be able to release a software just with that functionality instead of uh, after you know building software for the entire bank uh, and and releasing after five years. Right. So uh, there is also this uh, this idea of an eighty twenty rule, right? That eighty percent of the times uh, people will end up using twenty only twenty percent of the features. So, so that's one way to think about it. That can you identify that twenty percent, the critical twenty percent, which is going to be used most often, and if and if you can, then just build that much, build that much really well, and and then you can release and and put it in in the hands of uh, hands of your consumers, uh, so that then they can start getting value from your software right away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think there's this concept of uh, MVP. Uh, which is uh, very, uh, I think, commonly known, but uh, but most often misunderstood. Uh, the uh, if you haven't heard it before, MVP means uh, minimum viable product. Uh, in the lean uh, world, uh, people also call it minimum marketable features. Uh, so the the translation is MMF. Uh, and MVP uh, people understand it to be minimum, and so they go and build something that is minimum, uh, and that's one part of uh, of. Uh, of the acronym, but the other part is also viable, uh, and so uh, so you have to understand what your minimum is or what a good minimum is for your product. For example, uh, there are already ten other food ordering services uh, on uh, you know in the market, and if you're building another food ordering service, what is really the, the differentiator that you're bringing to the table? Uh, or for example, let's take the uh, let's take the example of Uber. There were already services that uh, would send a taxi to your place or wherever you were when you called them up on the phone. But what Uber did was allowed you to see cabs on the map, and 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 then call them, uh, and then see as the cab comes your way. Right to yeah. get that confirmation and take away the pain of typing in the address, uh, you know, and and that was that the was key. their differentiator. That was the that was the reason why uh, they were a viable uh, competitor to existing taxi services uh, because they had this differentiating factor. And so Uber could not have released without this feature. Uh, right. So although it wasn't the minimum thing that was required to order a cab, uh, it was a, a minimum thing for Uber to be viable. And that is the meaning of minimum viable product, uh, and so that is something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, in fact, uh, differentiator, knowing your differentiator and focusing on your differentiators is 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 critical while figuring out what your first release, or you know, in in, in sort of a cyclical way, what your next release should be. Uh, it's it's all about you know building something that will. Uh, that will differentiate you, especially when you are sort of looking at at some at an at a market where people have multiple options. So let's say Google spreadsheets as as another example. Uh, when they started building uh, building uh, a version of of spreadsheets uh, that will you know th that will compete with Microsoft Excel, uh, there were two primary differentiators, right, for Google Google spreadsheets. One is that it will work in your browser. And it doesn't need a installation and so on. Uh, the second is that it it will uh, you know it will allow users to collaborate, which you can't do on on an Excel even now, if I'm right. Um, <clears throat> and so it was important for them to focus on those two aspects and and get that right, 
and once you're able to do basic excel uh, operations plus do it in a collaborative fashion and on the browser that's uh, that's that is mvp that is a meaningful product that can go out there and all the other things about excel is is probably the richest most feature rich software that that i know of and it can do 10000 other things you know create create 50 types of charts and and uh, you know uh, 100 types of formulae and and so on but those they could uh, they could you know uh, postpone it for later those things they could they could build later because the most important differentiator is implemented and it's also in in many cases the most risky bits uh, technically as well there are most unknowns when you're trying to do something new and different from your competitors so even from that perspective you know it's it's important to get it out there uh, and we talk about these uh, these uh, these ideas in the context of adding value sooner making money sooner but there's also uh, uh, you know the possibility that the things not going to fly ever and you're going to you know eventually lose money uh, because it's going to fail uh, so but even in that possibility this approach is is me is useful and it's very important actually to take this approach because if it's going to fail then you want to fail sooner and and save money in that process uh, as well yeah absolutely um, I, I think I want to talk a little bit about uh, minded uh, yeah so so in fact uh, we are uh, a few of us uh, here are building um, uh, a replacement for uh, for mind mapping software uh, I'm a huge fan personally of free mind uh, and you know both actually actually we are uh, the notes of of this conversation uh, for us are on free mind and that's what we are we are using to drive this conversation between the two of us uh, but free free minds great and 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 it's been very valuable for for both of us for several years but uh, but we think there is space for for somebody to create a really really good highly usable uh, mind mapping software that again works on the browser and allows people to collaborate just just what uh, Google Sheets did for Excel. We are looking to do that for mind mapping, for free mind. And so we've been building this product called Mindit. Uh, it's 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 at mindit.xyz, and and we've been using the same sort of ideas there to prioritize our own backlog and to figure out you know how to uh, when to when do we start making noise about it? When do we start calling in more users to start using it? And so as soon as we got the sort of basic mind mapping uh, functionality working with keyboard shortcuts and with uh, with sort of collaboration as well as browser compatibility, we said it's it's good enough. And since then, you know, we've been releasing almost every week. Uh, again, thinking about now, what is the most valuable feature that we can add? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's a it's it's something that we sort of do day in day out, uh, and second nature to. Uh, to a lot of good XP teams, uh, and so if you're if you're stepping into the XP world now, uh, one of the most important decisions that you will make is around uh, how to how to identify a small piece that you can take to market as soon as possible, uh, but that still sort of proves your differentiator uh, and also gets you the right feedback uh, so that you can course correct. And and if the feedback is that this is not going to fly at all, then you save that money, and go do something else. Yeah. 
uh, and uh, you know another another thing to think through is that sometimes it's very uh, depending on the context it might be too hard or too risky to actually release something to to the market because you know there could be reputation risk and so on uh, so then you still find other ways to get feedback to to deliver real software in the hands of users and get feedback but do it uh, do it with some safety so for example uh, we are, we are working with a bank here and uh, they are implementing a, a big core banking implementation uh, and and so for them to get feedback more at at regular intervals one of the things they are doing is uh, is looking to release uh, versions of that software in a limited number of branches and sort of you know uh, start by okay we'll we'll release it in you know in in two branches of one city and based on you know if that works well then we'll expand it to the rest of the city and if that works well then we'll expand it to the rest of the country so uh, and you know uh, there are uh, there are different ways of doing this uh, there is the idea of uh, of of uh, releasing so if you're building a web application for the big wide world out there then you figure out a way to only send new features out to to 10% of your users and getting feedback from that and you know, google does a lot of that on gmail and several other apps uh, facebook does plenty of that uh, probably they are doing something right now. They are, it's as frequent as that in in their case. <clears throat> Those are all uh, all examples of figuring out a way to release faster and release frequently and and learning from it constantly, and and using those uh, using what you learn to then course correct and and provide inputs into what you're doing next. Yeah. So uh, so that was uh, how to earn money sooner, right? Uh, uh, but there are also ways in which you can spend money later right uh, and so yeah so uh, evolutionary design i think is one of the biggest uh, biggest paradigm shifts uh, in in xp uh, so you not only think about the features uh, that you know the smallest set of features that you could uh, you could deliver uh, but even from a technical design perspective and chirac can talk more about this uh, you think about uh, how to how to limit uh, uh, how to how to limit the abstractions in your design uh, so that you are building something for a specific purpose uh, so you build it you get it out there and then when you add more features or when you need the generalization you then uh, you then generalize right so evolutionary design is the is the opposite of big upfront design right so in the uh, in the waterfall world it would be very common for uh, architect uh, for an architect or a team of architect to to sit down and for months together create create the sort of overall design for the system and 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 how it works is that you have a you know you have in your mind what you think a very clear picture of what the entire system is going to do eventually and uh, and then you create design for it uh, you know uh, you, you such that it covers all the all the different uh, capabilities that the system's going to need eventually and you start with that roadmap and then you start building the system on on that basis uh, versus when you're when you're on an XP team and you and you are practicing evolutionary design, you don't think like that. You don't 
try to you sort of have a broad idea of what the entire system is going to look like or be like uh, and based on that you make basic architectural choices you make based on that which are hard to change so you sort of define the 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 uh, the, st the structure of your deployment uh, you know process etc so you sort of know about that uh, right away but the actual design uh, of of you know, how many components would be there and which component is talking to what and and so on you don't define it uh, upfront instead you'd start defining it as you start doing each of your user stories as you start implementing each of the uh, small meaningful pieces of software that are going to be released uh, together in the first release right so as you start doing that you build enough uh, enough uh, smartness into it as is really needed uh, and you avoid uh, speculative generality so you avoid creating an abstract class uh, to uh, to to figure out how to how to make payments maybe you know so you avoid that uh, avoid doing that right away just because you think that tomorrow there will be three modes of payment uh, if today there's only one mode of payment then just you know keep it very simple and say pay using card and that's the only option available right now in your design as well and tomorrow if really there is another option of payment then you say okay now payment is an abstract class and then there is a credit card payment class and there is a uh, you know um, a wallet payment class and so on but you make that decision of implementing it or not at the last responsible moment uh, also in terms of design um, there is this quote that that we both really really like that in software development perfect is a verb not an adjective so it's it's possible that uh, that you could you could sort of think about it wrong and and uh, you know look to create the perfect design the perfect architecture the perfectly beautiful looking code and uh, and that's that's waste because you know what is important is iterating over things what's important is that there is no perfect design there's no perfect story there's no perfect feature what is important is that you you do the best that you can today based on your understanding get it out there and then and then reflect on how it's how it's being uh, how it's working how it's looking how it's feeling and then make another improvement to it and and then reflect and make another improvement and then reflect yep and uh, and yeah so use it use it as a verb uh, to like chirag said uh, Take that feedback and make improvements to uh, to what uh, you've released. Um, the other part of uh, spend spending money later is uh, the option of not spending that money at all. Uh, so, like we were talking about earlier, uh, there might be a situation where you do three months of work, you release the product out to the market, and it does not work the way you were expecting it to work, or it doesn't work. Uh, due to something that was completely out of your uh, control. Uh, a competitor came with the same kind of service or there were some regulation changes because of which the economic environment changed completely or you know, there could be n number of things because of which your idea uh, might not take off the way uh, you expected it to. And in that situation, you don't want to end up spending a lot of money on the first release. Uh, and and have that option of actually uh, never spending that money and and doing something else instead. So yeah, fail fast. Right. 
so uh, just a quick call out that uh, we've been a, a lot of what we've talked about here is inspired by what we've read uh, in Kent Beck's book, uh, his his book called Extreme Programming Explained. Um, we, I, I at least personally, I'm a huge fan of that book. I've read it three or four times uh, so far. And every time I read the book, I have some new insights. And, and the idea of doing, you know, picking up this topic uh, at this point really came because I and Akshay were discussing uh, and, and reading uh, the book together. So if you can, you know, uh, please uh, you know, get, get hold of the book and read it. There's a lot of wisdom there. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely book. Uh, I think it distills uh, so many of these ideas so well. Uh, you, we've, we've been doing this for what, what, 10 odd years now. Uh, and so it's it's all there as uh, abstract ideas and uh, as tacit knowledge in our minds. Uh, but uh, you read that book again and you suddenly see one sentence that sort of uh, just just sums uh, up just sums, sums up, up everything. Uh, everything really really well. Uh, so uh, go ahead and definitely read that book if you can. All right, thanks for tuning in. Uh, like always, we'd be eager to hear uh, your feedback, uh, topic suggestions for the next episodes. And, uh, and of course, if you have questions, to send them and we'll try our best to answer them. Thank you. Bye-bye.